Hi everyone, my name is Jessica Mujis and I am the host and creator of the Kids Yoga Podcast and I am so excited to tell you about my new Patreon page. If you are a loyal listener and you've been listening for a while, I'd love for you to go check it out. So it's a monthly subscription service and there are different tiers and for each tier you will get added benefits. These include early access to episodes, bonus content from interviews that you haven't heard yet, and my most exciting is a community of kids yoga teachers that will meet monthly and I will be there to moderate and we will discuss our challenges, our questions, the biggest rewards, and I'll have former guests join us and you can ask them questions in real time. I'm really excited about this. So if you're interested, I would love for you to check out the page. I want to keep this podcast going and I just need a little help to do that. Thanks so much. Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica and this week I am doing my first solo episode in a very long time and I'm excited. I'm going to be talking about some listener questions that I've received over this past year and I figured if I have a few people writing to me with the same questions that there must be many more of you out there wondering the same things. So I'm going to share my little two cents with these questions and hope that it helps you. Before I get into the questions, I want to thank Margot Harris. She is my first Patreon pledge. I am so, so grateful, Margot. So Margot is the owner of Calm Cookie Kids Yoga, which is in Long Island, New York. She's the author of Cookie Doga, which is just the most adorable kids yoga book, and it's going to get your kids moving and breathing and really having fun with yoga, so highly recommend. And she's also the co-host of the Anxiety Warriors podcast, please subscribe, give it a listen. If you enjoy this podcast, you're definitely going to enjoy that as well. Margot, thank you so much for your pledge. And anyone else interested in pledging, you know, getting some bonus content, getting early access, or joining our greater superstar kids yoga podcast community, please check out my Patreon page. Okay, on to the show. So the first question that I receive all the time is, how do I find a kids yoga teacher training that's right for me? And I think that once you find that passion and excitement for kids yoga, 
often the next step is, okay, now where do I get trained? Or if you're like me, I kind of dove in headfirst teaching yoga to children based on my own personal yoga experience and my many years of working with children. And I combined that and I taught children's yoga just right away and then did a training. So wherever you are in your kid's yoga journey, if you're looking for a training and you're wondering, how do I do that? I just have a few pointers for you. So first of all, take out a notebook, sit down, really reflect on what it is that you are hoping to get out of the training. There are many kinds of trainings, especially now in this pandemic world. There's so many online trainings. I think we're starting in some parts of the world to get back to possibly in-person training soon. So maybe determine that first for yourself. Do you want to do a training online? The benefits would be that you could then train with so many different companies. There's many wonderful kids yoga companies offering trainings online and you could potentially connect with people internationally. Or are you the type of person that would prefer to be in person, to be with a community, to see faces, to be near people? Can you imagine right now in our pandemic recovering world? I know I have to say India is struggling so hard right now and I my thoughts go out. Um, I've been donating to Give India. If anyone can do that to just donate where you can to help out with the relief there. Um, I just want to say that my thoughts are there. Um, I'm here in the United States and things are starting to improve. So there are some in-person things happening. So if that's something that you look for, that you want to do, so first determine that, online or in-person. Okay, then there are a lot of trainings that are 25 hours and then there are trainings that are 95 hours. What's the difference? Well, you're going to get a lot of knowledge out of a 25-hour training. Um, I personally did the Yogi Beans training and also led the Yogi Beans training for many, many years and found it to be very comprehensive and people were able to leave and quite literally teach the next day a kids yoga class. Um, and then there are 95-hour trainings that are more involved and that are Yoga Alliance certified. So I think you just need to reflect on what is it that you want to be doing and what kind of training would you need to do that? If you have a ton of experience with children already and you want to start teaching quickly and you've been having your own yoga practice for a long time and you have your own knowledge of yoga and if you've done a teacher training, say you've done an adult teacher training already, Maybe a 25-hour training is a good place to start. Or maybe you don't have as much experience in the yoga world yet and you'd really like to dive deep, then the 95-hour training might be the way to go. I do want to say that if a training um, is certified by Yoga Alliance, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that the information you're getting is better. It's just that the those trainings have fit into a certain criteria and our breakdown of the content that they're producing. Those trainings are excellent. The 25-hour trainings, there are many that are also excellent. So I just kind of wanted to break down for you 
what the difference is between those two. So then there are also specialized trainings. So there are shorter trainings you can do. For example, um, children with special needs or working with tweens and teens, working with babies, family yoga. And there are many companies out there that have just specialty, specialty trainings in these areas. So maybe you've done training and you want to further your training. This is something else to look into. So I know that's a lot of information, but if you're looking for a training, I want you to start with the question, what do I want? Then research different organizations, literally go onto Google or even go onto Instagram and start to look at different kids yoga companies. Get a vibe for what they're doing. Take a look at their testimonials. Reach out to the organization. Get on the phone with the teacher trainer. So that's a great sign. If the person running the training is going to take the time to talk to you over the phone or to have an email exchange and answer all your questions, then you can see their commitment. So you want to work with someone that you look up to, someone whose energy you are inspired by. And another idea is to talk to past trainees. You might see on certain training websites, you might see past trainees, like a list of people who have done it, or you might see people that are following the company who've done the training, reach out, ask them what their experience was like. And then once you've done all this research, reflect, go back to that self-study, the Svadhyaya, and tune in with your gut. Which training feels right to you? Now, I have to, of course, also mention this financial aspect, right? So there's going to be different pricing for a 25 versus a 95 hour. So this is something to keep in mind. Keep in mind also that there is grant money out there for you to get if you need some financial help. You can also talk to whoever is running the training to see, hey, do you offer any scholarships? Maybe there's a service you could provide in return. Maybe you have a social media expertise and you say, oh, I can help you with your social media or whatever it might be. Be creative and don't let that price that you see stop you. I know it's it's hard and getting these trainings is, is expensive, but there's so much out there and I really do believe if you've got the passion for this work, if you want to do a training, you're going to find the right training for you. Okay, so another question that I got, which I really loved, was this. I'm not an outgoing person, and I feel intimidated by parents in classes. Do I have what it takes to be a kid's yoga teacher? Any advice? I just love this question because it covers a lot of territory. So there's this one, this idea, oh, I have to be bubbly and outgoing in order to teach children, and that's not true. Um, And there's also that factor of having parents in class. So sometimes as kids yoga teachers, we might be super comfortable in front of children, but when there are parents in the room, suddenly we're self-conscious, so there's that part of it. So I wanted to just read you a little bit of what I wrote back to this listener and then tell you a bit more about it. So I said, First and foremost, if you have a passion for yoga and sharing it with children, you are not wrong for the job. 
That's the most important part. I can relate to what you're saying. I'm not a bubbly and energetic person myself. I do very much enjoy teaching the little ones, ages two to five, and I do bring in a higher energy to connect with them as they respond well to songs, games, fun props, and just being silly. I'm not loud, however. I'm me, just a fun, higher energy version of me. I settle more into my calmness when teaching older kids, say, eight and up. As you begin to teach more, you might find you are drawn more to a certain age group. Most kids' yoga teachers have an age they feel most comfortable with. What age is that for you? I think the key to your email is when you mention how you remember feeling intimidated by excited and loud people as a child. The fact that you remember feeling this way means you can have empathy for children who feel the same way now. Remember, yoga is for all kids, and not all kids enjoy a bubbly, energetic, and loud teacher, just as not all kids will enjoy a more calming, quiet teacher. There is plenty of room for teachers of all personalities. The key is to find your authentic self and bring that out in your teaching. Kids respond to authenticity. In terms of parents watching, yes. In the beginning, I did feel nervous and intimidated by them watching or participating in class. What I would do was focus my attention on the kids as I naturally feel more comfortable in front of them. Over time, that nervous nervousness dissipated as I realized parents were really enjoying the class as well. Saying hello to both parents and children and asking their names is a great way to begin class and connect with everyone. I hope this helps. Wishing you lots of luck. If you love this work and you feel drawn to it, keep on going. So I, I loved that question because it made me reflect back on when I first started teaching. And when I first started teaching kids yoga, I was 24. So I was really young. I was um, not yet a parent. And I would totally be intimidated by parents in the room, usually when they were just like sitting in the corner watching. And I actually remember talking to my mentor, Lauren, about it, being like, there's this, this dad, he comes in the room and he's just like sitting in the corner and... He's like kind of on his phone, but he's kind of watching. And, and so we kind of <laughs> talked about it and, you know, realized like if he wasn't a distraction to the children, like it, it's fine. And I was able to get past that and, you know, focus on the kids. That's why you're there. Um, so anyone who feels that way about parents in the room, just know it's totally fine. And just know with more practice, you're going to feel a lot more comfortable. And then the other thing here is authenticity. Teaching in your style, in your voice, in your way. You might have people that you look up to that you've seen teach and you might feel like you have to replicate what they do because you watched their class and it was magical and it, you know, I mean, I get chills when I think when I see a good kids yoga class, I'm always, you know, so inspired and get more ideas. But take what you see and then apply that to you. So how does that come out in your voice? And the more you teach, the more you dive in, 
get into situations where you're teaching in new environments with new age groups with you know different populations and you're learning about where you want to teach where you want to focus you're going to start to understand your voice better and better how do you learn well guess what kids are going to reflect it back to you um, they're going to respond when you come from that authentic place and that's the most important. So there is no one personality type that should be teaching kids yoga. I believe every single personality type should be teaching kids yoga because every child is different and different children are going to respond to different teachers. Just like you, if you can think back, who have been some of your most influential teachers in your life and think about what their style was you're probably going to realize, you know what? They were just, they were really being themselves and they really cared about the kids. So come from an authentic place, care about the kids, keep teaching, keep practicing. You're going to find that confidence. And the last question I wanted to cover in this week's episode was from a lovely woman who wrote to me and she asked, how do you run this podcast and also run your household and care for your two young children during a pandemic. So when I got this question, I was like, I don't know. How are any of us doing this? And it also just made me really think on the difference between social media and real life. So if you follow the Kids Yoga Podcast on social media, you'll see posts about different episodes and guests and you know kids yoga advice and i also sometimes post about my my personal story and my two children and how we recently moved and you know my experience with parenting my experience with depression all kinds of things i share and even though i do try very hard to be very open and honest obviously there are parts of my life that i'm not sharing i'm not sharing every single part of me. I mean, none of us can possibly do that over social media. So it made me realize, you know, sometimes the picture or literally the pictures we see on social media can be so deceiving because it could look like, oh, wow, somehow like she's running this podcast and she's got her kids and she's got her house and it looks like she's, she's got it all together. Well, spoiler alert, I definitely don't and I think you know my answer to her was basically like I I don't know what I'm doing and my big advice would be for her she was looking to really um, start to grow a kids yoga business I said break it down into very small digestible steps so very small so I for example for me for this podcast I truly believe in how this can really grow and develop into a very supportive, inclusive, warm community for all kids yoga and mindfulness professionals to gather, to support each other, to amplify each other's work. However, at this time, in this global pandemic, with a two and five-year-old at home who have I haven't had childcare until recently when I moved closer to my family and, you know, my kids have not been in school for over a year. I have very small goals. So my goals right now, release an episode every week. Okay, so it's a small goal, but a lot goes into that. So 
what do I have to do to do that? Well, I've got to schedule my interviews. I've got to prepare for the interview, send the question list, make sure the guest knows how the recording goes. I've got to schedule that recording. And then I've got to have time to edit. And then I've got to have time to then write up about the episode, post about the episode. So that alone, let's say each episode I create, I would say go about four to five hours goes into presenting that episode, let's say. So, okay, do I have four to five hours free right now? Well, not during the day. No, I don't. However, do I have some time after 9 p.m. when one of my kids at least has gone to sleep? I do. And do I have time on the weekends after, you know, one of my kids is taking a nap and my husband's with my other, my daughter? I do. So I've been scheduling interviews this, this past year, <clears throat> either after 8.30 p.m., 9 p.m., my time, or over the weekend. And luckily, guests have been so understanding, and many guests are like, same. <laughs> Those are the only times I'm free too. But I've found the time because I believe in it so much. So if you're looking to grow a kid's yoga business right now, and whether you have children or not, this is a really intense time during this pandemic. Just make those small steps. Think about, okay, what is it that I want to do first? Do you want to get one class going maybe? Okay, figure that out. What are the steps you have to take to get that one class going? Do you, is it going to be online? Okay, what, what are you going to use? What software will you use? What age group? Who are you going to market the class to? Is there maybe a school nearby that might be looking for some yoga? So start to figure out what's the goal and then what are the little steps you can take to get there? And then honestly, as I said, I, I release an episode weekly, but if there's ever times when I'm not able to do that, that's okay too. I remind myself, Jessica, you've created these rules. If, if you don't, produce an episode this week. No one's going to get hurt. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So while I have that goal for myself, I do, sometimes I forget, honestly, but I do have to allow myself the grace of failing, not meeting the goal. Guess what? That's part of it. So all of these things that I'm saying are all of the ways that we can apply our own yoga to our own lives. And then we can then teach children better because we're practicing the yoga ourselves. So those were the three questions I thought I would cover in this week's episode. I think I'm going to do another one of these where I tackle some other questions I've received and talk a bit more about them. I want to thank you for listening and for being here. And I just am amazed. I really am amazed every single day when I see the response to the podcast. And what it does is really gives me hope that there are so many good people in the world that really want to have an impact on children. And I really believe when we can positively impact children by sharing yoga and mindfulness with them and by practicing yoga and mindfulness ourselves and by being those role models for the children in our lives, we can make a huge difference because these children are growing up in a, a different environment. They have been through so much. They've been through so much in their their 
lifetime so far. And I am just so grateful we can offer these tools and these life skills for them so that as they grow, they know how to care for themselves and care for others. If you are a veteran kids yoga teacher, if you are new to kids yoga, wherever you are on your journey, keep on going. And if you're looking for a community to support you and be there for you, you're in the right place. Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to support the Kids Yoga Podcast, here are a few ways you can do that. Visit www.thekidsyogapodcast.com. Here you'll see a link to my Patreon page, and you will see different monthly subscriptions, which will offer you added benefits. You can also contact me through the website and see all of the episodes that have been released so far. In addition, I truly appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings because it just brings so many more people to the show and it just means the world. So if you feel compelled, a rating and review and press that subscribe button as well. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow The Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being here.